The season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, take it, Russ. This holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck. Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants. Is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry, got a little knot here. We can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas, his family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you'd better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. Merry Christmas! If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. <laughs> then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody, come out quick! Look at the lights. They want you to say grace. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> the United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo! Crack up. to Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, as well as Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. You'll see our name. You'll see our logo. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Uh, you know, as I said, we're, we're trying to build the community here, so we're looking forward to, uh, you know, getting, getting some folks in here to, you know, interact uh, with and and it should be lots of fun. We're getting, you know, we're getting a lot of viewers on our stuff right now. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to 
uh, like I said, building the community and, and allowing you guys to interact with us. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Chad. How's it going, Chad? Hey, Andy. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So today we're we're looking at Christmas vacation. So you know, obviously the the 1989 classic Christmas movie starring Chevy Chase. Um, you know, this is. Uh, you know, such a staple of this time of year. It's become really such an iconic classic movie. Um, you know, I, I don't know too many people who don't watch this movie this time of year. You know, it's it's really become a big family film as well. So, you know, it should be a lot of fun. I know that uh, both Chad and I both really love this movie. So we're looking forward to it. Before we do that, we're going to we're going to actually uh, look at 2022 for a minute. Uh, should be a great year. Um, you know, we have a lot of things planned, a lot of things in store for you guys. We've been looking at our schedule and, and there's just so many movies that we're going to cover so many classic movies and, and albums and things like that. So it should be a lot of fun, but we're actually going to take a look at our top 10 most anticipated movies and shows of 2022. Uh, we've both got a list of 10. We don't know what it, what is on each other's list, so we're just going to go through them now. Uh, Chad, let's take a look at your uh, your number ten, the first one coming in for you. All right, uh, my number ten for this year is Elvis. It uh, it's a biopic coming out. Uh, I love the music biopics. I loved, um, uh, you know, the the Johnny Cash biopic as well as the Ray Charles. Thought they were great. Uh, and I think that this one's going to be the same. Uh, Tom Hanks, of course, is going to be in it, playing uh, Colonel Tom Parker. Uh, a lot of the other uh, actors and actresses I'm not so familiar with. Of course, Maggie Gyllenhaal, I am uh, familiar, uh, uh, as well as uh, Dacre Montgomery from from Stranger Things. Uh, the rest of the folks, not really familiar with, but uh, that's okay. I think it's going to be great, and I think it's going to have a killer soundtrack, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So my number 10 is going to be The Northman. So this is a, a Robert Eggers film. Um, I'm a big fan of his movie, The Witch. Now, he, he did have uh, a newer movie come out uh, not too long ago, uh, maybe like a year or two ago, uh, called The Lighthouse. And I know that that movie was sort of, you know, I, I believe his bi- biggest uh, critical success. I know it was really critically acclaimed and you know a lot of people really liked that or loved that movie um i liked it it you know it wasn't uh something that i absolutely loved but i did like it but i think that his uh you know his way of of you know directing and and the way that he films his movies is is really cool if you're into that style um and i'm really looking forward to this it's uh you know sort of a revenge story it's a period piece um and it it should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's, it's a movie that I haven't heard much about as far as marketing and all that, but it looks like, you know, looks like it could be pretty good. And, and as I said, I'm just a, such a big fan of his that, uh, you know, I, I should enjoy it, enjoy it at least on some level. Chad, you're, uh, you're number nine. Uh, I'm coming in with John Wick four. The first three were great. Uh, I think Keanu Reeves did a great job. I love action movies. 
Uh, and I'm sure this one is not going to disappoint. I think if they keep the same formula they have the first three, uh, this one will be just as good as the others. Okay, cool. Um, so my number nine is Knives Out 2. Oh, um, yeah. I really, really liked the the first one. Um, you know, those kinds of movies are just, they're right up, you know, Ryan Johnson's alley. I think that he does mm -hmm. an incredible job with those type of movies. I know that he is not the most, uh, beloved director, uh, in, uh, in, in some different fandoms, um, you know, after his star Wars movie, but nevertheless, uh, you know, he did a great job with the first one. I really mm -hmm. like those murder mystery type movies. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, I believe it's going to be you know, a different story, but, uh, you know, sort of in that same vein of a detective murder mystery. So it, it should be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I am too. Um, I think Daniel Craig did an excellent job yeah. uh, in the first one. Um, so I think, uh, again, Ryan Johnson on this one, I think it's, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm excited for that one to come out too. All right. Hit us with your, uh, your number eight. My number eight is black Adam. Okay. Uh, and I say that I, I'm not specific. I've not read the comic books per se, but I do want to see the DC universe, uh, expand and do well. And, uh, I like the rock. So I think he will do a good job in this movie. I think it's going to be popular and I think hopefully it's going to spark some more life, uh, into that DC universe, uh, to help, help it go, uh, keep going and help expand, add some good villains uh, to the lineup uh, along with, uh, with all the, the heroes in that universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, my number eight is Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. Um, you know, I'm a big Marvel fan. I don't know that I'm, you know, the, the biggest Marvel. Well, I know I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, but I really do enjoy, you know, the MCU and, and what they've done. Uh, and one of my favorite characters in the, uh, the MCU is Dr. Strange. You know, I thought that the first Dr. Strange was really good. Benedict Cumberbatch is, you know, he kills it in the role. Um, you know, he's got that kind of charm to his character, that, you know, witty charm to his character. And, and he just plays the role really well. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, how many of you out there have seen the new Spider-Man, but you know, he's really good in that. Um, and then, you know, you, uh, sort of at the very tail end of that, you get a you get a trailer for this movie, uh, Multiverse of Madness, and it looks looks really good. Um, I think that you know, having been a fan of the Wandavision show, that's going to tie into it. I think that uh, you know that looks like it's going to be pretty cool, and you know, all this multiverse stuff in the MCU now is just sort of been heading in this direction for for this movie. So I think it'll be really good, and and uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Chad, your number seven. My number seven is Moonfall. Uh, I am a space geek. Um, love everything space. So this one's going to be a great, uh, a great movie. I'm sure with uh, with great special effects. Uh, you know the 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 storyline behind it. If, if anybody doesn't know, I think it's going to be great. Um, uh, about if anybody no if no one's heard of it the moon crashing into the earth so uh, another doomsday type movie um sort of like 2012 armageddon love those movies i think this one's going to be in that same vein uh and i think it's, it's going to be great 
Yeah, I think they showed a trailer for that before Spider-Man. It did it did look really good. Um my number 7 is Andor. So I believe this show is still coming out in 2022, although you just can never really tell these days. Uh listen, you know, I think one of the best things Disney has done since they acquired Star Wars was Rogue One. It's a really good movie. The time period uh is great. Uh, it's a really good story, and it and it really connects a lot of the dots between, uh, you know, sort of that time period of the prequels and the uh, original trilogy. Um, the characters are really good in there, and and one of those characters is Cassian Andor. So I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, what kind of story they give us here. Um, obviously, you know, spoilers for. Uh, Rogue One if you haven't seen it uh, he dies in that movie so it's uh, this is obviously going to be some sort of a prequel to that um, but I'm looking forward to it I think that uh, his character was pretty cool in uh, in Rogue One so yeah we'll, we'll see if uh, we'll see if that measures up and uh, lives up to the, the hype uh, Chad your number six my number six is Death on the Nile uh, it is a Perot story. Uh, of course, uh, Agatha Christie, a uh, famous detective. Um, the first one that came out uh, a couple of years ago was uh, Murder on the Orient Express with uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, uh, that was playing, a good movie. Uh, Perot, great movie. Um, I think this one is going to be as well. I love, as you, I love the murder mystery. Uh, those novels are excellent. Um and I think this is, I'm, I'm hoping this is going to uh, continue into a, a franchise. And uh, from what I understand, Kenneth Brown is really hoping this, this will turn into a, a longer term franchise uh, with all her, uh, you know, her pro story. So I'm looking forward to this and I hope it does well and continues uh, that universe. All right, cool. Uh, so my, my next one is uh, Jurassic world dominion. Um, so I'm a Jurassic Park fan. I, you know, I I was never a massive fan of the all the sequels to Jurassic Park, but the first one is obviously you know a legendary uh, movie. You know, it's it's. I mean, I don't know what you can say about that movie other than it's one of the most. Um, it's it, it's one of the most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, inspiring i guess movies as far as filmmaking um you know it's it's just one of those stories that every you know everybody knows and so you know the jurassic world movies as being these you know down the road you know long time after sequels uh they've been pretty good they've been solid um i i don't think that they're like you know the best thing ever made but uh they've been fun they've been really fun to watch and of course this new one is uh, bringing back some of the older cast from uh, Jurassic Park. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. They released a prologue for it uh, not too long ago, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and it looked it looked pretty good, um, pretty cool. And so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see uh, if this, you know, shapes up to be a pretty good movie. It's, it's one of those sort of big blockbusters. So, you know, you never can tell, but I think it'll be pretty fun, and, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, Chad, you're number five. My number five is Uncharted. Uh, I think it's going to be a great action adventure movie. Uh, Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg, great actors. Uh, You know, I I love the video game. 
Uh, and I, I love the premise. Uh, you know, the trailer is, is, uh, has come out. Uh, it looks great. Um, and I hope, and it does really well. And I hope, uh, again, I, I'm a fan of franchises, uh, obviously. So I'm hoping this, uh, too, uh, turns into a, uh, a well laid out franchise. Uh, once I like something, I just, you know, want to, want to get more of it. So, uh, I can, you can never go wrong with franchise with me. So I hope this is the start of uh, a long one. All right. My number five is Top Gun Maverick. Um, you know, listen, I'm a big fan of, of the, uh, the original Top Gun, both Chad and I uh, uh, are. And, and, you know, this looks like it's, it'll be pretty good. I mean, the, the trailer looks good. I, I know that we've waited a long time for this movie. It, it's very similar to, you know, like Ghostbusters Afterlife. It just, you know, seemingly kept getting pushed back. And now it's coming out, I believe uh, in the summer, uh, of next year. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, you know, Tom Cruise coming back. He, he looks great. And like I said, the, the trailer looks great. I really love the shots of, of, you know, the new shots of them flying in the, in the jets. I mean, it looks, it looks incredibly awesome. And, uh, and so this, this looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. I hope it lives up to it. And, and, you know, maybe like you said with franchises, I don't know that, Tom Cruise would be a part of it. Maybe he would, but you know, if it could spawn some more movies, that'd be cool. Um, you know, it's, uh, like I said, uh, the first one is such a classic that, uh, getting a sequel like this, it, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, hit me with your number four. My number four is the flash. Uh, again, like I mentioned before, I, I'm a fan of the DC universe and I hope this is going to be a, a great addition to it. And I think it is from what I'm understanding from the storyline, uh, from the comics, and especially bringing back uh, Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, yeah. one of the greatest to ever play that role. I think it's going to be uh, amazing, I th- and I, I can't wait to see what they do with it, with uh, the special effects, the storyline. Uh, I, I can't wait for this movie. I, I hope it, um, again, again, like Black Adam, just energizes the, the DC Universe, and um, really spawns a lot more movies, but I think this one is going to be really good. All right, coming in at my number four is uh, Stranger Things season four. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I'm a I'm a massive Stranger Things fan. I remember when the first uh, uh, season came out. You know, I was just I, I jumped into it because it was a you know, a science fiction show set in the eighties with a very classic vibe to it, like, you know, eighties vibe to it. And so it looked awesome. And, you know, the story of that first season, especially was like, I couldn't stop watching it. I mean, I don't really binge watch a lot of things, but I remember like legitimately binge watching that, that season when it came out, because it was just like, you couldn't stop watching. Uh, the second season took a little, a bit of a dip. It, you know, it obviously wasn't as good, and the third one did as well. But the end of the uh, season three was, you know, really good. I thought that, uh, you know, sort of the cliffhanger it leaves us on uh, was was awesome. Um, you know, and it really set us up to where you know we had to, we have to see what happens in this next season. And it, you know, Chad, you sort of made mention the other day. It feels like it's just been a decade since season three came out. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I know that it's not, uh, you know, as popular as it once was, but for me personally, 
uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, to pick back up on that show and, and, and see where it takes us. Right. Uh, I, I, I love that series. Um, yeah. you know, growing up in the eighties, uh, brings back a lot of nostalgia, especially that first season. Um, you know, the, the games and the toys and, you know, just life back then. Uh, and then, you know, going through the different seasons and, you know, with the mall and the different shops, it just brought, brought, brought back so many, so many memories. Uh, and then just the soundtracks, uh, and the scores, uh, on that yeah. series is just, uh, amazing is what, what turned me on to that genre of music actually. Um, yeah. The synth wave is it's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't wait. Of course, to me, like you said, the first, the first seasons the, is always going to be the best to me. Uh, but I hope, uh, this next season does look promising, so I can't wait to see where they go with it. Yeah, like you said, I mean, aesthetically, that show is is incredible. I, I don't know that there um, has been anything else, at least modern, that has really captured that uh, that vibe, you know, that '80s vibe, uh, as well as Stranger Things has. Um, it, it's it's you know again it pulled me in because because of the aesthetic of it and because like you said of the soundtrack and the score and uh and, and sort of just the premise of it but the story kept me kept me going uh it's a really great story and like i said i'm i'm so excited for uh season 4 and what it's got to bring all right uh what's your number 3 sonic 2 <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Sonic 1. Uh, the first Sonic came out a couple of years ago. Um, of course, uh, you know, 90s. Um, one of my first gaming systems was a Sega, and the, the game that came with the system was, was uh, with the Sega Genesis was Sonic the Hedgehog. So put many hours into that game. Uh, and, of course, from that game spawned a lot of different uh, animated shows, of course, as well as comic books. So there's a, a huge universe out there to explore. Uh, and it looks like they're starting to dive into that with uh, Sonic 2. Of course, Sonic 1 set the set the ground rules for it and set the base, um, introducing some, some major characters, especially at the end, um, with Tails being introduced in the after credit scene. Uh, of course, in the trailer now that came out a few days ago, uh, definitely going to be a part of it, as well as Knuckles uh, and uh, and Eggman, and uh, I, it looks great. And um, again, I hope this uh, again. I, I love franchises, and I hope this uh, just keeps going on. I think there's a lot of material, a lot of source material they can really explore uh, in the cinematic universe. Uh, based on the the comic universe, so I think it could be really interesting, and um, I hope it's really popular. So far, uh, they're doing an excellent job with it. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned to you the other day. I haven't even uh, seen the the first one, so I need to see it. Um, similar to you, you know, I grew up playing the Sonic games, so you know, uh, you know, and and I'm not. Uh, uh, I guess I, I don't know that I've seen many uh, video game ad- adaptation movies. You know, I've seen some, but kind of like you were saying, I've heard good things about the first one. I, I need to see it for sure. Um, but I, I know you mentioned, uh, yeah, how much you enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, that should be pretty cool. So my my number three is the uh, the Batman. Um, you know, listen, I'm I'm a big fan of of Batman. You know, as far as DC goes, he he is my favorite. 
superhero uh, within that universe. Um, I'm a big fan of the the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Um, that that is my favorite iteration of Batman. But kind of like you mentioned, like with Michael Keaton, I, I am such a big fan of of his version. Um, and so I, you know, I think that based on what we've seen from from the this movie. Uh, as far as trailers, it looks, it looks good. Uh, you know, aesthetically, it looks very cool. Uh, the suit looks good. You know, the Batmobile looks cool. Uh, it looks like it's going to be shot, you know, in a, you know, sort of a really cool way, uh, very dark and, uh, you know, sort of fits that vibe of Batman. Uh, the villains look cool with the, the Riddler and the penguin. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for it. I, you know, who knows as to whether or not Robert Pattinson is going to be a, a good Batman. I mean, I think he will, but you never really know until you see it. Uh, but this has kind of become the thing with Batman, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna reboot Batman every now and again and, and see, uh, different people's take on the character. And, and so, you know, we're coming up on this version and like I said, it looks good. Uh, it looks very comic book style. Uh, and, and so I'm excited for it and, uh, and, and we'll see, uh, we'll see how it holds up to, to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hit me with your number two, the Batman. Oh, nice. <laughs> so again, I'm like you, I, anything Batman is going to be awesome to me. I've loved, uh, every one of the franchises that's come out. Of course, you know, after Michael Keaton, a few of those movies after got a little bit campy, but yeah. I think the directors were trying to to call back to the 60s uh, series, which was campy. So that was definitely on purpose. Um, love Christian Bale. Uh, I love Ben Affleck. You know, I loved every iteration so far of Batman. That that story, you just can't go wrong. And I think uh, this one is going to be the same. It's going to be great. Um, I think Robert Pattinson is going to do an excellent job. Uh, and there's so many uh, great actors um, in this movie. You know, Paul Dano playing the Riddler from the way he looks uh, in this, I think it's going to be great. It, it really calls back to, um, and I think this is on purpose, uh, you know, the 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 true crime Zodiac. Um, yeah. And I think that is gives a little bit of, of uh, a mystery and a, maybe a little, I'm hoping a little bit of horror in this uh, and thriller. I think it's going to be great. And Paul Dano is an excellent actor. He, uh, he also plays uh, a big part in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is uh, there will be blood. Um, awesome movie did an excellent job in that. And I think he's going to do a great job here. And then uh, Colin Farrell and the penguin. Uh, and if you've seen the trailer, complete transformation yeah, he looks uh, great. of Colin Farrell, you know, you, if you didn't know, you would not know that was him. And I think, uh, you know, he's going to do an excellent job as well. Um, I'm excited for this. So hopefully this, this will kick off, uh, some more Batman movies. Um, cause you, you can never have too, too much Batman. I got a question for you regarding this movie. Mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of theories about it. Do you think this is connect? This is going to connect to the, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker or no? <sighs> I think it. I, I feel that it will, and if, and I hope it does. Uh, I love the Joker. Um, I thought it was a great movie, but you know, I, I was thinking that exact same thing, and I and I feel that that it there will be some type of a timeline. 
because uh, if if I'm not mistaken, the the movie is not set in the present time, right? I think it's see, and uh, I, and I, it goes I back don't fully know. Yeah, I don't fully know. Maybe I should have done a little more homework. What exact time period it, it, it is in? But that kind of makes it. Uh, what kind of makes it fuzzy is the the Joker movie is set in uh, the 70s. I think right. maybe the 80s. Uh, so I'm not sure it, it may not. And that, that may have already been answered. I, I just don't, I was just wondering because, you know, uh, that movie was such a, a hit with, mm-hmm. with fans. Uh, and I, you know, I really, really, really liked that movie. So, um, you know, I just didn't know if they were gonna attach him to any certain Batman or, or not, but, um, who knows, uh, e- either way, like you said, and, and like I said, you know, this looks really good and, and we'll, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think, I think it'll be good, but it's one of those things you never really know, but I am really excited for it. It's one of those things that I can't wait to see. Um, yep. what's your number two? That was my number two. Oh, like yeah. I said, uh, that, that right. was it. So I'm excited for that. I can't wait for it to come out. So been waiting a while for it. So definitely number two on my list. Okay, cool. Got my numbers mixed up. All right, my number two is Halloween Ends. So, um, I'm a big fan of the the Halloween uh, franchise. You know that original movie from 1978 with John Carpenter is just it is so. It's one of the best, if not the best, horror movie ever made. Although it's not what we and today, by today's standards, would consider, you know, a, a typical horror movie. There's not a lot, you know, there's not really any blood or guts or anything like that. In fact, I don't know that you see much of any on screen, anything like that. It's more of a theater of the mind, uh, almost like a thriller yeah. uh, type of movie. It's not, you know, I don't even know that I would consider it a slasher movie or anything like that. Like most people would classify it. Now, obviously, the sequels went down that road. Uh, that they, they got uh, sort of decanonized. Uh, but then you've got Halloween 2018, which is a direct sequel to that original John Carpenter classic. Um, and, you know, I like Halloween 2018. I understand that, you know, there's some people that uh, uh, had some issues with it. Uh, but, you know, for me, it was fun. It was a fun throwback, you know, bringing back, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, which I know she's already had been back once in the 90s, but. You know, I think 2018 uh, did it far better than, in in my opinion, than uh, H2O did. And then you had Halloween Kills, which came out this year. Very divisive movie. Uh, You know, it seems pretty split. Uh, Some people like it. Some people don't. There's some plot lines in there that don't, you know, are not entirely necessary. And it sort of drags the film down a little bit. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit, uh, to be honest. But I'm mostly really excited for this movie because it's sort of the end of this, um, at least, saga. I'm, I'm uh, you know, almost 100% sure they're going to make more Halloween movies at some point. It's just a property that they don't have to spend a lot of money on, and it makes a lot of money for them. So, you know, that's just the way businesses work. Um but I'm I'm excited to sort of see this come to an end. The story of of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, and sort of uh, you know get uh, you know some closure on on that story. Hopefully, finally, um, whether or not it will be good, uh, it's it's probably on my out of 
my entire list here, it's probably the one that's the most up in the air. It, it could go south, it, you know, or it could be pretty good. So, so we'll see. Uh, Chad, uh, what's your number one? Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I know yeah. you've uh, you've already mentioned this one, but uh, I am extremely excited for this movie to come out. Uh, of course, a sequel to one of, if not my favorite movies of all time, which is uh, Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun just screams 80s. Uh, and if you can't tell, I'm a huge 80s fan. So that <laughs> is the epitome of the Reagan era 80s. Uh, fighter pilot movie. Awesome music. Iconic soundtrack. Uh, you can't tell me anybody that doesn't get pumped when they hear Danger Zone. It just makes yep. you want to jump in a and a F-14 Tomcat and uh, go shoot down some, some, some other planes. It's, it's an awesome movie. Uh, of course, you know, there, there's some cheesiness in it, of course, but uh, for me, completely overlooked. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this movie. I'm a, a fan of uh, fighter planes. Uh, I love them. I love everything about them. I love studying them. Uh, I love aviation and flying. Uh, through all the different eras, World War II, the Vietnam era, uh, you know, the Cold War, uh, up to, to now modern times. Uh, you know, they're flying F-18s in this one. You know, nothing beats uh, F-14, especially the fact that, you know, that F-14 had the Rio in the back. Uh, you know, in a Top Gun, they had Goose in the, in the buddy story. And the F-18 uh, really is a, a single-seat fighter. Uh, but I think, uh, it's still going to be just as awesome. Of course, in the trailer, you do see a F-14. I don't know how they're going to fit that in. If that's a flashback, it's got to be, uh, or how they're going to do that. Um, but it's, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, it, and it's going to have, uh, Miles Teller in there as, uh, uh, as Goose's son. Um, you know, and if you've seen the trailer, a striking resemblance to to Anthony Edwards Goose in the in the original movie. Uh and it looks like Val Kilmer is going to have a part to play in it as well. You know, hmm. can't beat Iceman. Um I am so pumped for this movie you can't even uh, you can't even believe it. It is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Uh you know, and I don't want to get my expectations up too much uh cuz when you do that, you know, you 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 create un attainable expectations and it never lives up to the hype. But um, if it's a fraction of what the original Top Gun was, then this, this is going to be great. So I cannot wait. Yeah. I'll tell you what uh, gives me hope as far as what you mentioned uh, being, you know, hoping you're not going to be let down. You know, when they keep pushing movies back like this, it's a Mm -hmm. strong sign that they, they think it's going to do really well theatrically. So they want to wait until they can do, they can release it theatrically, you know, cause in this day and age, it would have been very easy for them to just release it on a streaming service. Yeah. Um, but they didn't want to do that. I think, uh, you know, similar kind of like we mentioned before with, with ghostbusters afterlife or, uh, you know, even like a Spider-Man, like there was no way Spider-Man was ever going to get released, you know, on streaming first. Um, they want to hold out for theaters because I think it's going to do well. Uh, that's not always a sign of how good the movie is, but you know, when a studio has faith in a movie uh, enough to to you know sort of 
give it time and uh and and you know work out a way where it can be can be released on a you know what they consider to be a good schedule uh you know i think that gives signs of hope so yeah mm-hmm. uh like you mentioned it looks good I, i'm really excited for it like you are and and so it should be fun uh my number one is the obi-wan kenobi series um mm. Yes. Like I said, I'm a massive, massive Star Wars fan. And, you know, just going into the time period that they're going to go into with this and, you know, us knowing, you know, all those years that Obi-Wan spent on Tatooine just overlooking uh, Luke and making sure that, you know, I I guess, you know, he was, you know, living a good life and, and making sure he was unharmed from the Empire uh you know it's going to be awesome to see i mean i know you know ewan mcgregor's coming back uh and that should be cool i mean you know whether or not i don't really know you know there's no telling how anybody feels about the prequels it changes from person to person but uh you know one of the things that people seem in unison on is that ewan mcgregor did a pretty fantastic job as as young obi-wan kenobi so um you know to see him come back now uh, you know, uh, I guess we're going to be 17, 16, 17 years removed, uh, from the last time we saw him as Obi-Wan, uh, you know, and he's going to be closer to the age. Uh, uh, I think he's still got still a little ways off, but closer to the age of, you know, Alec Guinness from the original, uh, the original trilogy. Uh, it's going to be awesome. You know, I know Hayden Christensen's also coming back to play Vader, uh, and, and, you know, anything, you know, any content we can get on Darth Vader in Star Wars is awesome as well. So, um, you know, it should be cool. We know, uh, we already know from the concept art and from what they've told us that Obi-Wan and Vader are going to have some sort of confrontation in this movie. That will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just adding to the lore uh, of Star Wars. And so I know it's, you know, it's not a movie. I know it's, I think it's just basically a mini series, but um you know like i said anything we could get out of that part of the story that part of the timeline is always so cool and you know we've waited for this ever since it was sort of rumored uh and and so i'm so excited for this show. i cannot wait for this show at all um chad i know you're you're probably uh anticipating it as well yep. um i think a lot of us are so should be fun um and yeah you got anything else on uh that you want to say about uh you know the list or any you know anything else any honorable mentions or anything you want to you want to name off no i mean i I think uh, the upcoming year is going to be great for movies and shows uh you know another show that i'm uh that i follow is uh the walking dead so i'm looking forward to those movies uh, to come out, you know, I, I believe they're still on. I believe they're still on track for a theatrical release. They're supposed to be uh, releasing movies with uh, with Rick Grimes uh, in them, so it's going to be that's going to be great. But um, I, you know, all the movies and the shows we've mentioned, I think the the upcoming year is is from start to finish is going to be great. Uh, and there's so many other movies that that we didn't even mention that uh that are going to be great as well you know uh, thor is going to be coming out i think that's gonna yeah. uh be great um it, it's it's going to be a good year for movies and shows i believe yeah and you know here's what's crazy about movies there's always you know at least a few things that jump up that you weren't really anticipating at all that turn out to be really good so um you never know that's the thing with movies you, you never really know until uh 
until we get to them. But yeah, should be a great year. I know for us here on the show, it's going to be a great year. We're going to be talking a lot of movies in general anyway. But let's go ahead and move over to Christmas Vacation. Uh, Like I said in the opening, it's just such a classic. Uh, It's become such a staple of, you know, the, the Christmas time of year for a lot of people. Um, you know, I know for me personally, almost everybody I know loves this movie. Um, you know, almost every family I know watches this movie at least (laughs) once every, uh, you know, this time of year, uh, every year, you know, Mm -hmm. in my own family personally, uh, it's almost like this unspoken thing that in the month of December, we're going to sit down, you know, one Friday, Saturday night, and we're going to watch Christmas vacation. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we love it. Uh, you know, last year with COVID, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of new movies coming out, obviously. So in order to basically stay alive, you know, theaters were, uh, playing some classic movies. And so we actually had the, uh, the, the pleasure of going and seeing this in the theater, uh, which was so cool. And what was, you know, pretty funny about that is obviously the theaters weren't allowing full capacity at that time, but, uh, the theater that we were in to see this was full from the standpoint of as, as many people as they would let into it. Uh, and that's for a movie that's, you know, 30 plus years old, that's awesome. You know, it it doesn't really matter what it is, you know, when people can sit at home and just, you know, watch their Blu-ray of it or or rent it on YouTube for three or four bucks. And instead they chose, they choose to go to a movie theater and see it just because they want to see it up on the big screen. And it's such a classic, you know, that speaks a lot to this movie. Um, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I've always been a huge fan of this movie. Like I said, it seems like over the last 10 years or so, uh, it's, it's become huge. Like, I don't feel like growing up, it was as iconic, uh, as it is now. I don't know why that is. It just seems like it's, it's just sort of, uh, you know, just exploded over the lot. Maybe it's cause younger people are, have discovered it. Um, and, and, you know, it's, like I said, it's such a family movie or for, you know, most families, uh, uh, you know, watch it. So, uh, Chad, what about for you? I know that, you know, uh, we're, we're both fans of this movie, but, uh, why do you think that this movie has, you know, seemingly turned into this, I mean, iconic Christmas staple every year. And, and what are your, like, uh, what's your opinion of this movie? Uh, yeah, by this is by far my favorite Christmas movie. Um, and, and like you said, it, it is a staple every year. This is, this is going to be, uh, viewed multiple times um you know during the christmas season and like you said in the theater um the the amount of people that that showed uh, up to that just you know solidifies its uh, its standing as just a, a timeless classic you know it came out um uh in in 1989 and i you know still extremely popular um and i think the the writing uh of that show the you know the the music you just you know everything about it. of course it, it is a, it is a a true christmas movie right uh and i think it addresses things that uh every family goes through um and it's hilarious uh of course you know you can't go wrong with with john hughes i, I it's just uh the perfect christmas movie to me 
Yeah, so you uh, you mentioned John Hughes, so let's get into the um, sort of the making of this. So this movie was directed by uh, Jeremiah Chechik. It was originally uh, set to be directed by Chris Columbus, who you know a lot of us know from you know I think probably his most you know famous movie would be Home Alone, mm-hmm. uh, which was written by John Hughes. Uh, he also did uh uh, gremlins and goonies i believe so i mean he you know obviously he he did some legendary movies uh that we all know and love um uh but he actually chris columbus actually dropped off of this movie because he could not get along with chevy chase uh and and you know we'll talk a little bit about chevy chase here in a little bit uh there's there's sort of an interesting conversation there i believe with with, uh, you know about Chevy Chase but uh, yeah like you mentioned written by John Hughes he also wrote uh, the first two movies um, don't really think he wanted to come back to write this one unless I think he you know he said that he, he didn't want to do it unless he could actually write a good story or find a good story to uh, sort of play off of mm-hmm. and you know he pulled a story that he uh, had written for the National Lampoon's uh, magazine um uh, i think in the early 80s um mm-hmm. and, and and he did that for those of you don't who don't know the original vacation which he wrote was based off of uh another article that he wrote uh in that magazine as well so uh it's very fitting that that this one was as well um i love john hughes personally we're going to talk a lot about john hughes on this show uh just because i mean i don't in my opinion there's as far as writing goes, there's no more legendary name within the eighties than John Hughes. You know, right. uh, he, he was just, you know, he, he really captured, uh, you know, uh, drama and, and emotion and, and the way that he captured the eighties in a, in a sense. And, and, you know, so many people discover this era of, of movie making through him and, and through what he accomplished, uh, so, you know, like I said, we're going to talk a lot about John Hughes, but, um, yeah, like I said, directed by, uh, Jeremiah Chechik starring, uh, uh, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, uh, Juliette Lewis as Audrey and Johnny Galecki as Rusty. Uh, this is a follow-up to the, uh, the first two vacation movies, uh, the, the original National Lampoon's Vacation and, uh, European Vacation, um, I don't know uh, if this now I, I know that a lot of people would say that this is the best vacation movie. That's tough for me. Mm. I love and, and this is something we'll get into next year, but I love the original vacation. To me, yeah. it is one, you know, directed by Harold Ramis. Uh, it is one of the funniest movies of all time, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, agree. I, I don't know what it is about that movie that makes it so great, but it just, it is so great. It is hilarious. Um, this idea of, you know, this dad who's wanting to, you know, give his family the perfect vacation, the perfect road trip, you know, driving cross country to Wally world. Uh, it just makes for, you know, such great jokes. Um, and, and it's just, I, I have such a blast with that movie every time I watch it. Now I love this movie. I, I also have a blast every time I watch this movie, but I don't know for me if it is my favorite vacation. I, I, I would almost say they're, they're almost even for me. 
I also think that these are, I don't, I don't know that there's any, uh, you know, argument to be had that these are the best two of the mm-hmm. franchise. Obviously, I, I think that's almost a given for anybody. Uh, Chad, what do you think about that? I know you're, you know, like you said, you're also a big fan of the original one. Uh, right. How how does this one hold up to that one for you? I I think it's different. Um, yeah. To to me, you know, I wouldn't put one. You know, I a huge fan of the original. Uh, like you said, is is so funny. Um, but I think they, they, they're covering different topics, but I, so I think this is going to sound weird. I, it's more of a continuation, uh, where, you know, that, that one, the original is covering the summer vacation. Uh, and this one's, you know, going on a road trip, dad and the family loading the car up with, uh, with, uh, the wife and kids and going cross country. And this one deals with, uh, you know, all the fan, you know, staying at home and all the family yeah. uh, coming at home for, for the holidays, for Christmas. So they're, I think they're tackling different things. Yeah, it's but, almost like this one is a spinoff almost. Right. Even more so than just a sequel. It's more of a spinoff. Exactly. Like I like said, so almost like a continuation, you know, you could uh, say, you know, well, and it is, it's, it's the same family, same universe course the the kids always change <laughs> from movie to movie my favorite but, part about this one as far as uh as far as the kids go um audrey and rusty uh is the fact that in the the first vacation it's very obvious that uh rusty is the the elder of the siblings mm-hmm. in the second vacation in the european vacation in the second movie it's also pretty clear that he is the older of the two in this mm-hmm. one audrey <laughs> It's almost like I, several years older than him. I mean, it's like he's like, I don't know, he's maybe like 12, 11 or 12, and she's mm-hmm. she looks like she's 16, 17 years old. So it's kind of funny that, you know, obviously it's almost a joke within a joke of those movies that they don't even try to keep consistency with those two characters. But yeah, it's I almost think funny. she's older in Vegas Vacation as well, is she not? Maybe so. I've, I haven't seen that it's one in closer. a long time. But I, I've just always thought it was funny that not only do they not ever look anything alike in this one, they actually almost flipped ages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, and and like you're saying, just you know, of the four movies, I think uh, the original Vacation and Christmas Vacation to me are are much better. And I can be wrong, but uh, for me, it, it comes down. You know, the jokes in all of them are funny. Uh, Chevy Chase is hilarious. One of my favorite comedians. So his brand of humor is great. But for me, what I think causes these two to stand apart um, from the other two, I think is, is going to come down to John Hughes, like you said, in his writing, in that these two, I think, are more relatable than the other two. Not, not every family is going to go on a European vacation. Not everybody is going to go uh, on a Vegas vacation. Most families have taken some kind of a road trip where, you know, all disaster ensues and uh, all these things happen along. But I know we did growing up, you know, going across and taking, you know, long trip for vacation. Everybody piled in a car. Extremely relatable. Same thing with the Christmas vacation. Family coming in. Everybody packed into one house. Uh, you know, tensions flare up and all the different things that come up. And you always got the the crazy relatives, uh, you know, part of it. And I, I think 
what gives it, these two the charm is just the relatability of the the two situations of the the road trip summer vacation and the uh, big family Christmas vacation as opposed to the other two. The other two are, are great movies, great films. They're funny, great jokes, great writing. But I think for me, that's why these two stand apart. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a really good point. I know for this one specifically for, for Christmas vacation, um, you know, like you said, everybody can relate or, or, you know, most people can relate to, you know, you're, you you have Christmas going on. You got, you know, if you got big families, uh, you got, you know, it just seems like it turns into this disaster. Uh, there's always family members you don't like or annoy you. Um, you know, in, in Clark's case and Clark Griswold's case, you know, his in-laws and, and, you know, some of the older folks in their family, uh, it just seems like he's, he's trying to, uh, make the perfect Christmas, uh, happen, you know, similar to like he did in the original vacation with the perfect uh, vacation. He's trying to make the perfect Christmas happen. And this family just seems to not be lining up with, with what he's trying to do. And it may, it's making him crazy. Um, but yeah, like you said, they, they're relatable. Uh, and maybe that's why, you know, maybe that is why this movie has become, uh, what it has become, you know, is that it, it is extremely relatable. You know, when you think about Christmas movies across, you know, pretty much forever, uh, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of movies about, you know, Santa Claus. There's a lot of movies about, you know, uh, you know, may, maybe some kind of love story or, you know, I, I'm, th- you know, something like a Christmas story, which, you know, is, you know, a, about a kid and his perspective of, of Christmas and trying to get, you know, the present he really wants, mm-hmm. which is relatable. You know, uh, you have movies like uh, uh, Home Alone, which I, I guess technically is not. I, I mean, it is a holiday movie, but, uh, you know, it's it's sort of unrealistic. So you have all these Christmas movies that a lot of times deal with some, uh, unrealistic things or, or, you know, sort of in that frame. And then you have this movie, which is very, uh, not only realistic. Well, I mean, obviously there's things that happen in this movie that are over the top, but, uh, (laughs) it's relatable though. Like you said, you know, uh, you know, everybody's got a family, everybody, uh, has people within that family that drive them insane or a little out there. And, and, you know, Christmas is when you gather most of those people into one room and that sort of opens up for, you know, some, uh, some crazy things to happen sometimes. And, uh, when you take the character of Clark and, and, you know, cousin Eddie and, uh, these older in-laws and, you know, the kids, I mean, it, it does make for, you know, uh, some pretty funny stuff. So, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I, you know, I, I really had never considered that that part of it. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Chevy Chase. Now, you mentioned uh, he's one of your favorite actors. Uh, you know, for mm-hmm. me, I would almost uh, be willing to say right here and now uh, that he he might be my favorite uh, comedic actor of all time. You know, Chevy Chase is. Um, He's just hilarious in, in almost everything he's in. Um, you know, I, I think about not only the, the vacation series, but if you if you go back and watch a lot of his stuff on SNL, uh, he was mm-hmm. hilarious. If you watch uh, the, the Fletch movies, he's hilarious. Um, 
Yeah. You know, uh, Caddyshack, one of my favorites uh, that doesn't get talked about a lot, but I've always really liked this movie is uh, Funny Farm, uh, oh, which yeah. came out, you know, not not too long before uh, this movie, Christmas Vacation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know personally that there was a bigger star of the 80s than Chevy Chase. I mean, he was just, uh, you know. He, it seemed like anything that was funny, uh, he was part of uh, Spies Like Us. You know, I forgot about that one. Spies Like Us. He's Three great. Amigos. Three Amigos. Yeah. I mean, you could sit here and name off a ton of a ton of stuff. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, not long after the 80s, it seems like his career really took a hit. I know that he had sort of uh, the failure with uh, uh, the Chevy Chase show. Right. Um, and you know, as far as movies go, it just seemed like he, you know, sort of almost fell off the face of the earth. And now we obviously know a lot more about him in terms of, uh, his relationships with people. I know that he's not the most respected guy in the world. Uh, I mentioned early on that Chris Columbus was set to direct this and, uh, you know, he dropped out because he couldn't get along with, with Chevy Chase. And that was before filming even started. Uh, and you got to understand that was a big thing for Chris Columbus to do. I mean, I don't, you know, that's to, to get to direct a movie like this that John Hughes was writing, you know, it's, it's a pretty big thing to drop out of it. Uh, yeah. luckily, luckily he got to come back with home alone and, and work with John Hughes again. But, um, you know, that says a lot, you know, we obviously know about, uh, community, uh, Chad, I know you said you've, you were, uh, I don't know if you regularly watch Community or just seen some. Oh of yeah, it. I've seen every episode. Okay, so I'm not as uh, as into it. I've only seen a little bit, but I know that there's controversy with him there. Um, mm-hmm. With you know being uh, written out of the show, I guess asked to leave. Right. Uh, had some some conflicts with the uh, the the writers. Uh, you know, so that's just sort of attached to Chevy Chase's name. Obviously, with SNL, there's controversy. Um, you know, I know that if you start digging into that, you'll find stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, that just, it's, it's sad to me that that's sort of attached to his name, but for me, as far as just what we see on screen, you know, if you just take that part of it, uh, you know, he is one of my favorite comedic actors. He is, he's hilarious the way that he plays any character that he plays. Um, it's just a brand of comedy that you, you almost do not see at all anymore. It yeah. almost it almost seems like that was exclusive to him. He had his own style. Um, it, you know, he could do over the top comedy. He could also do really subtle comedy that worked, and it was hilarious. Uh, Chad, what what are your thoughts on on him? Uh, you know, I know, like you mentioned, you're a fan of him, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of give your own individual thoughts on on Chevy Chase. No, I'm I'm like you. He is my favorite comedian of all time. I think he he's you know he's perfected that that sarcasm type comedy with the one liners, but also he's perfected that physical comedy, the slapstick. So it's a perfect combination uh, in his style of comedy and in in all these different movies, like you said, and uh, in the in the vacation movies, Spies Like Us, um, Funny Farm. Fletch, just a whole string of movies all throughout the eighties that, you know, that he starred in were just now are just, uh, just classics. And, uh, you know, due to him, you know, 
Uh, I know he played, you know, uh, a lot co-starred along with, uh, in some movies too, with other folks, but his brand of comedy is just, um, is my favorite. I love it. Like I said, it's, it, it's multidimensional. Uh, if that makes sense where, you know, some folks have, uh, some comedians are really good at the, uh, at the slapstick, the physical type stuff, um, like a Jim Carrey, or, you know, you've got the, their sarcasm, one-liner type, uh, comedy, like, um, like Bill Murray. And he, he captures all of it, you know, all in one. Uh, and like you said, there is a lot of, uh, in a lot of stories about um, how he behaves offset and, you know, folks uh, hard to get along with. And that is unfortunate. Um, but, you know, as far as when the when the film's rolling and, you know, they're they're uh, they're filming, uh, he is on every time, uh, at least through the 80s. I, I don't think there's one movie that I've seen of his that is just not a home run. Uh, of course, later on, he did some movies that, you know, did not do as well. Um, but uh, when in his prime, he was just, you know, he, he was top. He could not be beat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, I don't know any way other, you know, any other way to say it. You know, it, it, he, like you said, when he, when the film is on, when, when the, when the film's rolling, he is on and he is, he is great. Uh, you know, like, like we said, it's unfortunate with the, the behind the scenes stuff. Cause you know, not that it, it personally affects us, but you do hate to see somebody you love, you know, sort of be a person that's not, you know, respected. Um, right. you know, you don't, you, you hate to see stuff like that, but you know, there's similarities, uh, there between, you know, him and Bill Murray, you know, Bill Murray sort of has that reputation of being somebody who, uh, people don't love to work with. Um, and, and, you know, uh, interestingly enough, you know, he and Bill Murray had a dispute, uh, uh, on SNL, I believe, you know, he left SNL and, and Bill Murray sort of took, mm -hmm. uh, a, a spot in the cast, uh, not long after he left and, and when he came back to guest host, they had a physical altercation. And I, I know that now, uh, you know, they're, they're, I don't know that you would call it friends, but they, uh, uh, you know, I've heard tell of them, you know, playing golf together and all that. So it seems like they've, uh, made amends, obviously, you know, they, they did Caddyshack together. Um, but, you know, uh, there are similarities there. You know, we've talked a little bit about Bill Murray and, and sort of that reputation that he has. And, you know, uh, you know, he's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, you don't ever know what he's going to be like personally. But, uh, you know, whenever the film is rolling, he, he is also on. So there are similarities there. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the interesting things about this movie and, and the whole Vacation series is, you know, like I said, uh, Beverly uh, D'Angelo uh, plays Ellen. Uh, he, she is his wife throughout the entire series. Uh, they have a, a really great chemistry uh, in, in every one of these movies. You really feel like they are a married couple. Um, and, and she plays uh, incredibly well off of his humor. Um, she sort of has a, a bit of uh, wit of her own. Um, and, and then, you know, you have the, the kids that play into that as well. Uh, when you look at the character of Rusty in this movie, uh, Johnny Galecki, I thought he, he, he does a funny job for such a young kid. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he really uh, he has some some funny lines in there and, and, and does pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as like the family aspect of 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 this movie, 
with those four characters. I think they do a good job with it. Uh, if you want to look into some of the, uh, the, the other casts, obviously you have, uh, you know, we haven't even really talked about cousin Eddie, uh, who, you know, Randy Quaid. I mean, uh, let's just talk about him for a minute because he, the way that he and Chevy chase play off of each other is hilarious. Whenever I think about this movie, uh, it seems like, the scenes I think about immediately are uh, the scenes where uh, Clark and, and, and Eddie are walking through uh, Walmart and they're discussing, uh, you know, Christmas lists and, you know, Eddie's sort of making it clear that they're not getting their kids any presents and, and uh, you know, that whole uh, patch of dialogue between those two is, mm. is hilarious. Um uh, or I think about, uh, you know, them them about to go sledding down the hill and, and you know, uh, Eddie talking about the plate in his head, you know, uh, you know, and, and his hair again, is just not going to look right. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just the, his dialogue and the way that he plays it. And, and then I think about the uh, the scene where they're in the living room drinking the eggnog out of the, the moose glasses uh, and him talking about. Uh, his kids that they're not there, you know, and what all they're doing, you know, one of them's working in the carnival and uh, you know, I mean, so again, like those scenes really stand out to me. Um, And it's so funny because, you know, he was just, he, you know, he was this character from uh, the original movie. Uh, You know, they drive out to Kansas on their way to Wally world and and see him. and, you know, he's hilarious in that one, too. You know, again, he's just playing this, you know, sort of idiot cousin who's always got this redneck family. And again, he's asking for money. I mean, that just seems like, you know, that's the way they went with that character. But uh, in this movie, the way, like I said, the way they work off of each other is hilarious. And I know yeah. for you, that's a big uh, part of why you uh, uh, love this movie as well. Yeah, there are so many. Um <laughs> so many quotable lines from their interactions, you know, like you mentioned in the, in the, in the living room, when uh, Clark says uh, he wouldn't be more surprised if he woke up with his head sewn to the carpet <laughs> from them showing up, you know, uh, so many lines off of that. And Randy Quaid is just, um, he's just, he, he's such a, a great comedian and plays such uh, great characters. Uh, but at the same time, you know he's got a lot of uh, of uh, uh, depth to him too because he also plays really good uh, straight characters too and serious characters. Yeah. You know he he uh, many movies he's he's uh, uh, plays serious roles like Days of Thunder. Uh, if you remember him in that, uh, yeah. as as well as many others. So he's got a, a, a wide range. But when he does a, a comedy piece, you know, he is on. Um, so, yeah, his, his interactions with, with Clark and Chevy Chase uh, throughout that movie, they just produce so many uh, memorable quotes that, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, and I, it, I don't know if you're going to get to this or not, but there was actually a, a spinoff of uh of this of this movie which is a, a sequel which is christmas vacation 2 that starred him uh in that so it's uh it, in in fact they're at a, uh, an island vacation during christmas of course it did not do as well i think it was a straight to dvd <laughs> yeah. yeah but um 
They not, they really got lightning in a bottle with uh, with Chris Vacation that lineup with the interactions between Clark and Cousin Eddie, and then um, you know Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase. They they make such a good a great duo. Uh, I think she is the perfect uh, straight man to Chevy Chase's uh, comedy. Uh, but even the, the other characters, you know, Julia Louis Dreyfus, um, uh, in this as well, of course, from, yeah. from Seinfeld, what, probably my favorite, uh, television show Seinfeld and, and, and from that before Seinfeld came out. Right. So, of course she's, uh, uh, an SNL, uh, alum too, but a lot of great actors and actresses, um, uh, E.G. Marshall, uh, a great, uh, great actor. Uh, Diane Ladd. Um, gosh, there's so many to name. Um, is it uh, uh, Doris Roberts from yeah. um, uh, from Everybody, Everybody Loves, Loves Raymond. Raymond, right? So just a ton of different stars in this movie. Uh, but yeah, everybody played their own plot played their own part everybody just knocked it out of the park yeah they they do a really good job of uh you know defining these uh individual roles within the family and you, you of course you have the the in-laws who seem to be uh you know because this is sort of it, it's a movie sort of from clark's perspective so the in-laws yeah. are sort of uh you know sort of these uh you know very annoying they're very skeptical of clark and everything that he wants to do <laughs> and uh yeah they play the roles really well you know speaking of you know kind of like we were talking about with the you know one of my favorite lines of dialogue uh from this whole movie and kind of like i was talking about the way that uh Chevy Chase and Randy Quaid play off of each other. Uh, I've I've always loved, you know, when they the it's the first part of the scene where they're uh, drinking the eggnog, and you know Clark says, you know, can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out in the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? <laughs> you know, and that's just like that's that's what Chevy Chase does really well. You know, yeah. it's that subtle. You know, it's something that he doesn't ha- even have to put a lot of work into, but he can make you laugh. And, and it, of course, that joke and what makes it perfect from Randy Quaid's or from, uh, you know, Eddie's point of view is that it flies over his head, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's the way that those those characters work like that. You know, he can't yeah. tell that Clark d- doesn't like him at all. You know? <laughs> so, um, like you said, you know, when they first just pull up and what a perfect way to bring. Uh, those characters back, uh, you know, cousin Eddie and his family is, you know, they're all sitting there staring at the house with the lights and he just all of a sudden walks up and so, you know, says, sure looks beautiful, Clark, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, I love the running gag where whenever he, you know, sees Ellen, he's always trying to uh, give her like a, you know, a hello kiss and <laughs> yeah. she avoids him every time, you know? So uh, again, it's just the way that they make uh, these characters play off of each other. Um that that really uh like you said it's relatable but a big part of that is the way they wrote these characters you know they're a little over the top you know especially at times but uh it it does make it hilarious uh yeah like you you also mentioned the uh the whole subplot with the neighbors you know uh with uh uh uh, julia louis dreyfus um and you know uh the way that they uh you know, seemingly they hate Clark, obviously, uh, because he's an idiot. And then, you know, the way that all these things keep happening, uh, to their house, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, the one of the lines that gets quoted all the time is, you know, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? And she's like, I don't know, Margo, you know, and it's, it's funny that even those characters who, you know, don't get a ton of screen time get quoted, you know, that's sort of how classic this movie is. Well, they're complete opposite end of the spectrum from what uh, the Griswolds are, right? The Griswolds are all American middle-class family and, you know, Julie Louis Dreyfus's character and, you know, her, her partner there, they're, you know, they're, they're more on the upper end, uh, more, more snobbish that it's, it's just the, the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a, a great, uh, you know, creates the conflict. Yeah, that's a good point. They're sort of the, um, you know, they're sort of the people who, uh, you know, you have the character of Clark who's, you know, he's got seemingly just disaster all around him. And they're the ones who live next door who uh, witness it. And it's obvious that they just think he's an idiot the same way that uh, we think Cousin Eddie's an idiot, right? <laughs> so it's kind of funny how that, you know, they're sort of the outside people looking in. And, and mm-hmm. uh, it like, like you said, this is just this really interesting subplot uh, that, that works really well. Um Another scene while we're talking about scenes that I've always loved is the, uh, the dinner scene, right? Yeah. So you have like, uh, you know, the, the, the funny sight gag of, uh, cutting open the turkey and it's obviously just, <laughs> it's just ruined, you know, it's, it's horribly cooked. Um, but one of my, pro- I, this may be, uh, if one of my ab- absolute favorite lines from the movie is when, uh, uh, you know, Clark is, just trying to put some Christmas spirit into the kids. And he says, you know, <laughs> I heard over the the scanner that, you know, <laughs> they spotted Santa Claus and all that. And of course, again, it flies straight <laughs> over cousin Eddie's head. And he's like, you serious Clark? Uh, and it's, it's funny because, uh, and just the look that Clark gives him. Right. It's like, you know, I can't, you idiot. I, I, it's like, as dumb as I know you are, I thought that even you would, would pick up that that was, you know, I'm, I'm not being serious. Um, but again, it, uh, it sort of goes back to what you said about it being relatable. I feel like we all, uh, have somebody obviously not probably to the same level of a cousin Eddie, but we all have somebody that we know at least that is kind of like that, you know, is somebody who, uh, a little out there, a little crazy. Um, and if you don't, maybe you're the cousin Eddie. <laughs> yeah. And if, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, if you're, if you're listening to this right now thinking, I let's, I don't have one. Well, you know, you might want to, uh, take a look at your own life there. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we talked a, a lot about the, uh, the extra, uh, family, uh, that, that is in this movie. Uh, you know, John Randolph plays, um, uh, Clark's dad, Clark senior and, mm-hmm. uh, Diane Ladd plays Nora Clark's mother, E.G. Marshall, uh, plays art, uh, and Doris Roberts plays Francis, which is, uh, uh, uh Ellen's parents, um, and then uh, uh, Miriam Flynn, uh, we haven't talked about her. She plays uh, um, Eddie's wife, uh, and I believe she's his wife throughout every movie that they're in. Uh, mm-hmm. So that stays uh, consistent. Um, so, and then you also have we haven't talked about uh, 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 Lewis and and, and Bethany. Uh, oh yeah, 
the older now I forget how are do you remember how they were related to the family? I guess they were just an aunt and uncle somehow. I I believe so. Uh, uh, I believe on um uh oh gosh um on Ellen's side is how they're related. Yeah, now, I don't know if it, it it just comes out that or if that's just derived from the dialogue. Uh, but I believe they're, uh, yeah, aunt and uncle on, on Ellen's side. Well, Vacation doesn't have, the series doesn't have the best history with explaining stuff like that to us because it's really hard. You know, they, you know, it's cousin Eddie, but it's, you know, other than Clark saying he's my brother-in-law or something mm-hmm. to that effect, you would never really know exactly how he's, you know, the cousin. Uh, well, I believe, um, Ellen, uh, and, um, Oh, um, uh, Catherine are sisters, aren't they? Or are they? I guess maybe it's. I guess it is cousins. For some reason, I thought they were sisters, but I, I think but that's the connection. I think, I think they're cousins Clark, between those two. I think it's because Clark says something about uh, calls Eddie a brother-in-law at some point, doesn't he? I want to say he does in one of the movies, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but either way, we've both seen the movies a million times (laughs) and we still, we're still sitting here trying to decide. So, uh, you can tell they're playing real fast and loose with, yeah, and it doesn't matter. Uh, but again, Lewis and Bethany Lewis, uh, portrayed by, uh, William Hickey and Bethany portrayed by May Questel. Uh, they're really good. You know, uh, you know, Lewis also is, is a big part of, uh, some of my favorite stuff from this movie with, you know, lighting the tree on fire mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, it's Clark's face when he comes in there and sees that the tree is just in shambles. Uh, <laughs> and then obviously you have the, uh, uh, Bethany who's, you know, come almost completely deaf. I think he puts that, uh, Lewis puts it that, uh, she couldn't hear a, a dump truck and a nitroglycerin factory or something like that, but somehow she can hear the squirrel in the tree and nobody yeah. else can hear that. Uh, and then, yeah, you got the whole, the, the whole, uh, scene with the, the squirrel and, and, you know, it perfectly fits the comedy of this movie. Um, well, and I think, um, those parts or at least the part for Lewis was originally written for George Burns. And okay. they were trying to that the dynamic between those two were was really trying to capture that uh, George Burns and and uh, and Gracie, you know, from from before. But um, George Burns wasn't able to do it. Uh, I'm, I I don't recall why. But uh, and you can tell in a lot of uh, in a lot of the writing, you could tell that that was originally written for him with the stogie and the, you know, and he uh, that's how the tree burned down. But uh, for some reason, he wasn't able to do it. Um. Yeah. Fun fact. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um. One thing we haven't touched on is the whole um, uh, plot line of uh Clark is uh, trying to. He's waiting for a bonus check. Uh. Mm-hmm. So he wants to put in a, a family pool. Um. Which. Uh. And then you know his boss is you know, played by, uh, Brian Doyle Murray, who played in the, uh, first vacation, but he played the, uh, uh, is like the camp owner, uh, yeah. uh, uh in that one. So a different <laughs> character. Uh, but this one, in this one, he plays Clark's boss. Uh, he's pretty cold, you know, pretty cold character. 
Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you can tell Clark, you really hates him. Uh, I love that the part where, uh, Clark goes into his office and brings a gift and he said, put it on the table with the others. And you can just tell they're all the exact same. Gift, yeah, there's know? grease ball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but yeah, there, there, this whole plot line about, you know, uh, trying to get the bonus so he can put in the pool. And then, uh, I, I guess it's Christmas Eve. Uh, the, the, the mailman drops off the letter and he thinks that it's the bonus. And, you know, he says, well, it got lost, fell underneath the, uh, the seat of the car and, uh, he opens it and it's, uh, uh it's like a, a, a one, of the month one year, yeah. One year membership to the jelly of the month club. And then you get cousin eddie is the, is the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> the whole year round yeah and uh and it leads to clark one of clark's famous rants you know you get that in in the uh the the original one uh you get the the really famous uh rant and in this one you get you get a uh probably equally famous rant where he just uh uses a uh uh, probably probably about a hundred uh, adjectives to describe his boss. <laughs> um, which fun fact? Now, there's almost no way to con- confirm this is true, but uh, I've heard it from a few different uh, uh, sources that. Uh, so in that shot where he's giving the rant, the camera is is uh, 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 facing him through the family. Mm-hmm. I've heard that they were all wearing like tags or uh, stickers on their shirt with the different adjectives <laughs> so that while he was giving the rant, he could just look at their shirts to get the different adjectives and he could put them in any order he wanted to. Although uh, if you read the the script, like you would think, and I, I've heard my whole life almost that he just improvises that rant. And that that's just what he's, you know, that's how it came out. Uh, but if you read the script, no, John Hughes wrote that rant almost word for word. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's pretty interesting. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously cousin Eddie goes and, you know, again, it flies over his head that, you know, he's just angry and he thinks he, you know, he really wants to, to harm the boss. So he goes and kidnaps him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love the, the, you know, again, it's something small, but I've always loved how, you know, when he, uh, kidnaps the, the boss and brings him back, you know, he just sort of looks at him and says, you better get ready to do some kissing, you know, uh, playing off of, of, uh, Clark's rant. Uh, but again, then it you know it leads into like this over the top ending where they get swatted and uh, and, yeah. and all that. But uh, it, it it just makes for a hilarious uh, plot line to the movie. You know, you're wondering uh, when he's talking about putting in a pool where this is going, and 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 obviously it it uh, it's uh, you know it ends in in such a hilarious way. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can almost you can point to so many scenes in this movie and be like, "Oh, that's iconic. That's hilarious." You know, even you know from the opening of the movie, oh, when they're yeah. driving down the road and and singing the Christmas songs, and uh, you know they get into the the race with the truck and and uh, and and you know they drive under the the eighteen wheeler and and. Uh, go all the way out to to cut down a Christmas tree and then bring a saw and uh, somehow 
ripped it up by its roots, which is uh, <laughs> uh which, which is actually explained. There is a deleted scene that I think was in the original TV version where they go back to whoever was running the tree farm and they give them a shovel. So they actually dig the tree up. Yeah. But uh, still, you know, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's just, like I said, there's so many scenes. I mean, we didn't even talked about, you know, the scene where he goes up in the attic and he's, he's finding these old Christmas presents he forgot yeah. to give. And then he watches the, the film of his childhood. Uh, and that, and even that, just the, this, you know, the, the width of this movie, cause that, you know, that is a serious, it's not a, uh, it, it's comedy cause you know, he's stepping on the boards and that displays that that's the full physical comedy where they're slapping him in the face and he turns around hits another one, slaps him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's dressed up in all the, the ladies clothing he's found to keep warm, but then he finds the old reel of, you know, Christmas past. I think it was Christmas 59. Yeah. And you know, the, the Ray Charles song playing in the back and he's watching, the old movies and just reminiscing and it, and it's just, it, it really, uh, it really pulls at the heartstrings because it really is about family. He's seeing when he was little and the family Christmases he grew up with. And, you know, now he's an adult and he's got his own family and he's trying to have that same family, uh, you know, good old fun family Christmas of his own. Uh, and it all centers around family. But uh, yeah, a great scene, um, and the, the Ray Charles song just really, you know, sets it off. Um, but just you know, the the comedy in the movie, along with that being the seriousness uh, uh, of it, just very well rounded. Yeah, it, it, they did. They do a good job. Uh, you, you know, like you said, especially in that scene, uh, sort of uh, hitting a different tone, and that's something that uh, you know, sort of like I mentioned early on, that's something that John Hughes does really well mm-hmm. right he, he does really good with these uh you know these characters and uh uh giving them all a, a feeling uh you know there you, you don't really watch any uh john hughes movies and the characters are not you know pre- pretty well developed and don't you know have some sort of uh good personality traits to them uh you know that he he's just really good at doing that and he he does a good job with that scene which is so different from anything you get in any other vacation movie mm-hmm. uh like you said uh but it, then of course it like you said there's funny stuff in it but then it ends with you know ellen opening the attic door and then just falling <laughs> straight through which is perfect you know because it, it again it just the switching of tones uh they do yeah. a really good job of that um of course on the on you know not to cut you off but on that and, and i know it's a movie and it's for com- <laughs> comedic effect but it's like if you're gonna set up and watch movies why would you sit <laughs> on the attic or, door yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it fits his character so well you yeah know, that, that's what that's that's who clark griswold is a person who uh continues to make a series of of bad choices uh one right after the other uh <laughs> And, and, uh, you know, he's doing it, uh, and, and he's, you know, sort of an idiot of his own, not to the level of, of cousin Eddie, but his heart's always in the right place. That's what yeah. kind of makes the character, you know, well, okay. Sort of in the right place. There's some, there's some fuzzy stuff in the original <laughs> vacation, especially. And even in this one, you know, when, you know, like when they go to the mall and he's talking to Mary, you know, and, uh, and, and doing that whole, um, you know, improv, you know, because he yeah. improv a lot of that. And that's something that Chevy Chase does super well. 
I mean, you think about like uh, a lot of people might not know this, but uh, when he puts all the lights on the house and, and, you know, he brings the entire family out there and then he plugs it in that they don't work. He goes into that little, uh, you know, pitches a fit and, uh, you know, starts punching the decorations. Well, when he punches that Santa, he actually broke his, his finger. Yeah. And so he starts kicking them because he can, he can no longer punch them because his fingers broken. He just keeps the scene going. Uh, and, and that's one thing that Chevy chase does, extremely well is just the improv we've we've talked a lot about you know improv especially improv comedy uh so far on this channel uh and he is one of those actors that really does that well Uh, you Mm -hmm. know you want to keep the 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 film rolling when when chevy chase is is on screen doing stuff um and just his resolve just to keep going to keep that scene going i mean he broke his finger like you said but he didn't want to waste that take, so he just starts kicking them. So, and he didn't want to he didn't want to ruin that scene. So he kept going with what, with what he could do, uh, and they yeah. were able to use it in the in the final cut. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's he is one of those actors that uh, you know, uh, like like we said, when when the film's rolling, he's on, and and that's something he does incredibly well. I'm not sure exactly how much of this movie or any of the movies he's in, I'm not sure how much he's improvising and and how much is uh, uh, scripted uh, that he sticks to, but uh, yeah, he's, he's great in that area. Um, So uh, this movie, I, I guess we've talked a little bit about the, the tone difference, um, you know, the original vacation, and we haven't talked a lot about, uh, the other two installments with European and Vegas, but mm-hmm. mostly wanted to, and I don't want to talk a lot about the original vacation cause we're going to cover that movie, but, uh, you know, there is a tone difference, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mentioned, uh, you know, sort of briefly that in the original vacation, you know, other than the fact that it's not a holiday movie, you know, the, his character is a little bit different. Like there's this whole subplot with like him seemingly (laughs) trying to cheat on his wife. And, and like, you know, again, he's, he seems to be doing this all for his family. So his heart is sort of in the right place. Uh, but, but, but that movie as well, if you just want to look at like a, uh, uh, an audience standpoint, that movie is, is not a family movie. It, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a little more, uh, uh, I don't really know the word I want to use adult, I guess, centric. Whereas this one is a little more family centric. Uh, it, it's still got some of the, the, the risque sort of factors to it, but yeah, some uh, of the language. <laughs> yeah. The, but you know, the, the interesting thing about that is I've noticed a lot of people watch the, the TV version. Yeah. So it, it cuts down on some of that. Now I have the Blu-ray, uh, which is basically the the unrated version. But even still, if you watch the Blu-ray of this movie versus the Blu Blu-ray of the original movie, mm-hmm. uh, there's a difference. Now I, I'm willing to bet, and, and I'm sure you are too, that a lot of that has to do with Harold Ramis directing yeah. the first one. You know, uh, he he was a little bit more of that kind of director where he was he would make his movies definitely more adult centric uh but i just kind of wanted to mention that because i do think uh no matter sort of what you know how you feel on that one way or the other uh that's a another big reason as to why this movie uh uh 
is be- has become such a staple because families can watch it. You can watch it with your kids for the most part. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I know every family is different, but I like, you know, I know with me personally, you know, my uh, niece and nephews love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they want to watch Christmas Vacation every year, just as much, if not more than the adults do, uh, which is, is crazy to think about, you know, something that came out so many years before they were even born. Uh, but uh, it, it, it is crazy how that works, you know, and and, uh, you know, how this movie out of every entry has sort of fit in that mold of, of it, you know, it kind of, it kind of is a family film, at least to some degree. I mean, yeah. uh, you have any uh, other thoughts on that? No, I, I, I agree. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. It, it, especially being, uh, you know, a Christmas movie, there's a set time that, you know, you're going to bring this movie out and watch it every single year. Right. With the original uh, vacation, great movie. Um, you know, you can watch that anytime, but when it's Christmas time, you know, you're getting out Christmas vacation, uh, and, uh, watched it, you know, growing up till now, like you said, watching it with the family. And I, a funny thing about that, like you said, uh, most people watching it is the, the, the TV version, which is heavily edited, uh, you know, watching with the family, you know, like I said, growing up watching it, uh, the whole family watching it together, and then we we watched the uh, the DVD version with uh, with mom and dad, and it was a little bit different <laughs> with the language because uh, it was uh, unfiltered. So yeah. Um, yeah, watching that, and, and you know, there's a couple of scenes that there's some there's some big ones in there, especially during the rants, uh, you know, with uh, specifically with Danny K being mentioned. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, family movie, uh, memories, uh, growing up watching this every Christmas, uh, you know, it, it creates memories, um, watching this movie, you know, w- with the family. Uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a staple and will continue, continue to be, uh, I'm sure a long time from now. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, gosh, there's no telling just on, you know, if you still have cable or you're streaming, uh, cable online, there's no telling, you know, from the end of November till the end of December, there's no telling how many times this, how many times this movie plays. Uh, I know I see it, you know, uh, as somebody who uses, a direct TV stream. Uh, I see this movie on all the time and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it, yeah, like we said, it's just become one of those movies, very similar, uh, as I always compare it, very similar to uh, a Christmas story, mm-hmm. right? You know, that movie is, is a, a Christmas staple for a lot of people. I know that that movie, yeah. uh, does like a 24 hour marathon on, on Christmas day. And it has for years, uh, but this movie is, is seemingly what people like to watch in the lead up to Christmas. They watch a Christmas story on Christmas day, but they watch this one leading up, uh, up to Christmas. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's really no way I guess to quantify exactly why, uh, other than it's just a really good movie. It's a vacation movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chevy Chase, you, you know, you, again, you got Randy Quaid and, and all these other actors and characters and, Obviously, being a like we said a a property of 
or a a work of John Hughes uh, uh, obviously factors into it. Uh, there is uh, really one random thing I wanted to mention. So, um, this uh, this this house. Now I'm not sure about the interiors, but this house that they have, they live in the the Griswolds, uh, is on uh, Warner Brothers backlight. Uh, interesting fact for those of you who've watched WandaVision, the house that she and Vision live in, it's the same house. Just yeah. kind of a, a fun fact uh, for you there. Uh, I actually, uh, just the other day, uh, was watching a, a YouTube video. I think it was about WandaVision, and they made that mention, and I was like, I had no idea. Uh, but just a fun fact for you. I, you know, I don't know that there's much uh, more to talk about with this movie. I think we've covered a lot of it. Um uh, well, one thing I did want to mention is uh, the music in it. Yeah, that's a good um, point. We didn't talk about that. the The soundtrack is classic Christmas. Of course, the the theme song that was written for the movie, uh, you know, is is uh, a classic now as well. And the uh, the Bing Crosby, uh, um, I'm going to butcher this. Um, uh, how. Mele uh, Kalikimaka. Oh, uh, yeah, Mele Kalikimaka. Yeah, I've never heard that before uh, watching the movie, but yeah, now every song in there is just you know, uh, you could play that nothing but that soundtrack around Christmas, and I would be happy. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I guess I failed to mention that, but the the theme song, yeah, like you said, that is. And that's something that makes me sad that movies don't do anymore. You know, movies mm-hmm. don't really have theme songs like that. That is such an, it, it is an iconic, uh, you know, opening title theme song, uh, you know, sort of right up there with, with Holiday Road, you know, yeah. by Lindsey Buckingham. And, uh, you know, he was approached to do the theme song for this movie, but he declined it. Uh, but, you know, you know, the vacation movies, man, who, who, who would have thunk, you know, they have really <laughs> epic, uh, theme songs to them. Really memorable, memorable ones. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I hear that song that you were talking about, the Melakalikimaka. I hear that, uh, on the radio every year at Christmas. And it makes uh, me think of this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's why it's on the radio, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, that's a good point. I mean, obviously there's some, uh, you know, some of the, the, the Christmas regulars that you hear in, in some other movies in this. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, that's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, this is just, I, I like Christmas movies. Now I don't like, uh, you know, every, I'm not one of those people that's just going to watch every Christmas movie just cause it's centered around Christmas. But if it's good, right. you know, it's a quality movie. I enjoy it, and and this is uh, like you said. I think this is you know definitely my favorite uh, Christmas movie. Um, I think it's probably a lot of people's favorite Christmas movie, and uh, yeah, I I, I so uh, look forward every year to to watching this movie uh, around Christmas time. Like I said, uh, it, it it wouldn't it re- just really wouldn't feel like Christmas to me if I haven't properly watch sat down and watch christmas vacation at least once every year yeah um and, and so uh yeah it's I, I like i said i don't know uh what more we could say about it although uh almost after every show uh that we record i i listen back to it and i'm like you know what we f- we forgot to mention this one thing or not but uh um uh, 
I think we've covered this one, you know, pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a hilarious movie again, you know, Chevy chase is just, uh, he's going to go down as one of the best comedic actors of all time. And he really, uh, takes this movie, uh, and runs with it. It's one of his, uh, his better ones. Um, and, and so that's Christmas vacation. Um, uh, like I said, guys, uh, for 2022, uh, we're looking to have a really big year. We've, we've got a ton of stuff lined up. Um, you know, if you, if you love, you know, classic movies, um, you know, uh, specifically the eighties, you know, this is going to be, you know, you're probably going to want to listen in, you know, or if you're a star Wars fan, you're probably going to want to listen in. We're going to do a lot of cool stuff and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, and we're also on, as far as social media goes, we're on, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, all you got to do is search ticket stubs and cassette tapes. You'll see us there. You'll see our logo there. Uh, like I said, give us a like, follow us, subscribe, make sure that you, uh, follow along. Uh, we're going to be releasing plenty of stuff and, uh, you know, Hey, Christmas is in a few days. Enjoy it. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. We hope you, uh, you know, have great, uh, happy holidays with you and your, your families. And, uh, we hope you have a great, uh, start to the new year and we'll see you after the new year. Um, this has been, uh, ticket stubs and cassette tapes. I'm Andy and he is Chad and we will see you next time.